American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Coach Q, Spencer Cutlin, and Chris Green. We got a whole new show, fellas. What's going on, guys? Everybody say what's up. What's up? What's going on? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How's it going, guys? You good? The AFF podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, though, American Football in Finland is currently available on more than 25 different platforms. So wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Welcome to season seven, the season seven of AFF. And just want to take the time personally to apologize to our audience for the lack of podcast consistency last season. We got caught up in the social media game, you know, likes, clicks and all that. And we lost sight of what really matters, talking football. So we're back to the basics this year. Uh, we'll be here each week giving people what they want. So before we even get into the show, let's talk about off-season. How was everybody's off-season? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and how excited you are to be back. Hey, uh, my off-season has been great. I became a dad. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, so I got a little broke roommate now. But yeah, that's how my off-season went, man. It's pretty much a... Uh, definitely different for me from what I'm used to, but you know, new life. What about you, Spence? What's going on with you? Oh, my uh, first season without football, which is odd, but uh, you know, we, we move on and all that jazz, so that's why I wanted to come back into this to you know get back into it in some facet, facet. but yeah, just uh, just living basic life to be honest, nothing too special, nothing going on, the weight's going up, the age is going <laughs> up. So uh need some youth back in me. So uh hopefully we get it from the pod. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, well, I've I've just secured my first permanent teaching job as well mm. in the off season. So I'm I'm teaching PE full time now here in the UK, living the dream. Okay, and, okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I've been um commentating on the the UE Bullets University live streams on their home games uh, every game this season. And they had a lot of American scholars this year, so it was a real good level of football. And they got to the championship game and won the championship game against UON. And it was a fantastic game, a real good spectacle for the sport as well. If anyone managed to catch that, it was a good game. I mean, if anybody knows me, y'all know in Aussies, I hibernate. It's cold as shit in Finland, so excuse my <laughs> language. You know, I stayed in Lati. This is where I was. I don't like to tell my business. Everybody else is sharing, so I'll share a little bit. You know, December through January, I was out of here. I was actually in the States in Texas and Miami um, doing some work, getting that good weather in. Came back to this, you know, Finnish winter. Took a, a quick trip to Amsterdam with the AFF Team Revolution 7-on-7 squad. Almost won a championship out there. That was super fun, you know, working with the kids. Hadn't done that in a while. Um, but other than that, you know, taking care of my family and hibernating. That's me. If y'all want to see anything else I'm doing, you know, follow me on the Instagram at Perfect Purpose, and, you know, that's how you follow me. So uh, we'll get on into the show, guys. We like to preview each team before the season. So today we'll talk about the Helsinki Wolverines, 
who are two seasons removed from a Maple Bowl appearance. Let's talk about the Helsinki Wolverines and how they can return to the Maple Bowl, you know, get back to the top of the league. Chris, tell us a couple of the big changes for this team. Notable change, first change is that we've got Jabari Harris back at QB. Um, along with RJ Long, we're both at the Butchers last season, but both have played for the Wolverines together as well. It's going to be great to see that combination. Um, obviously, RJ had the injury last year, so it'd be great to see him back on the field and uh, working with Bari. You know, they've been successful in the past. So that's a big, one big change. They've also got Vile Velasti back from the Frankfurt Galaxy, who spent time in the ELF. That's going to be big for their defense, good for their pass rush and their front seven. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with and is definitely going to turn some heads this season. The other big one that they've got back is getting C. Slate back. You know, that just speaks for itself when you say the name uh, Curtis Slater. He's just a force back there in the secondary. Big hitter, can come by in the box as well. And that's great for their organization that they've managed to retain him. Another guy who went off and played in the EFL for a bit for the, for the last part of the season. Just to tag on about those changes, roster changes. That's the biggest change for them. There's yep. new blood. They've lost some players from last season, but they brought in very high caliber players, which means last time they had this caliber type players on the roster, they did make it to the ba- Maple Bowl in what, 2020 season? I think that was. Yeah, the one before the COVID season. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was a shortened and, season. And speaking to head coach Mattingly, he said that they've currently signed nine imports and they're still recruiting and they haven't released some of their U.S. guys that they're still signing as well. So there's going to be more to come. Jabari and RJ, those are finished status. Yeah, they don't count exactly. against Americans, so you can still sign Americans. I think Slater is going to be an American, but this might be his last season as an American. I'm not sure how that works. What do you think are some of the keys to success for this team? Like, what do they have to do to be successful, you know, make it to that that Maple Bowl again? Well, like you say, they've got all the tools in their box, mm-hmm. but can they put them together? Can they all come together and work as a team to be able to reach that final goal? Because they've got the skilled players and they've got the players to do it, and it's there on paper, but can they put that into practice on the field? How are they looking in practice at the moment? Is it high tempo? Are they going to be where they see themselves? Their goal is the bowl, of course, as every team. But with this year, with the players that they've got, it seems like they're all in this year. Yeah. So I think it's just being able to transfer that from paper to field with all the big names that they've got. There's not a lot of things you can pinpoint with this team because they're so, so new roster wise. There's so many changes. Putting it together is the biggest thing. Don't want to harp too much on that last season in 2020 when it made it to the Maple Bowl, but it's just very reminiscent. You know, a lot of firepower, a lot of names that you know, a lot of players where you kind of know what to expect from them. And that last time that they did this, it didn't really work out how they planned. This season, I think that top to bottom, these teams this season are too good. You won't just win some games because you're better. If you don't have it together, any of these teams, UNC, Kotka, Porvu, any of these teams that are supposedly on the bottom of projections for the league, they could beat you. Yeah, There's nobody you can really take lightly and out-talent in this league this year. The other thing as well for key success is can that offensive line give Jabari the time? He's got weapons. You know, he's got Martin Emos, he's got RJ Long, like he's got weapons and he's got legitimate deep threats. But can the offensive line 
protect him and give him that time. And then third thing for me is, are they going to have a run game this year? You know, what's their run game going to look like? You know, is it just going to be mainly Jabari? Like, what running backs are they going to have? Okay, um, so I am now joined by Helsinki Wolverines defensive lineman, Vili Velasti. Vili, how are you doing? Doing absolutely great. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. Good. Thank you very much for coming on. And first of all, before we get started into the interview, I'd just like to congratulate you on a successful ELF season last year with the Frankfurt Galaxy. I mean, how did it feel to win that inaugural title in the ELF last year? Yeah, that was a uh, that was indeed uh, probably one of the greatest uh, experiences that I've had in football uh, outside of the U.S. I mean, it was a great league, great atmosphere. Uh, I think like Coach Esume and everything, like everyone else, they they contributed a whole lot to the league and the development of it. I mean, there was a lot of doubters, so to say, but but the end, you know, it was it was great to get to the final and host the trophy at the end. So you know, it was a, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was a great game. It was great to see a lot of fans there as well watching the game and a lot of hype with that ELF last year. So. Um, really good for European football. Um, so first of all, uh, just give us a quick bio about where you're from, kind of what school you attended, yeah, yeah. your previous Loved playing it. history and any, your major accomplishments, really. I mean, you've just said one, but major accomplishments. Well, I mean, I've played football for for, uh, for not that long. I mean, it was like 13 years or so. But within that time span, I've uh, I've actually gone to the United States, played Division One football, went to junior college, played in national level teams as well. So, but um, probably one of the greatest accomplishments or stuff that I actually got to do was to be part of the Eastern Michigan football program for, for three years. Prior to that, uh, I was in junior college trying to get a scholarship and, you know, anyone who is familiar with the, you know, that, that was it as well. So like, you know, you have a lot of people living in a two bedroom apartments, trying to, trying to grind it out, trying to, trying to get to the end result where it's, where you're going to get a scholarship to a school. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really specific context and environment on its own. So I was, I was really happy to, you know, to go through that path and, eventually land a scholarship to myself. Yeah, some great experiences there. So what factors contributed to you coming back to the Wolverines? Obviously, you played there previously before in previous seasons. What contributed to you signing back to the Wolverines this year? I mean, it's my own home club. You know, I know I'm familiar with the with the coaches and the, the general manager and all that. So there is a lot of value behind, you know, why I wanted to come back here. But uh, it wasn't until like January or February that I actually was sitting down with, you know, with my family and thinking about all this. So like I've been traveling for for a majority of, of my whole career, you know, lived in the States for four years. I was almost two years in Germany as well. I decided that, you know, I think this was the year that I really wanted to take off, you know, from the professional side of it and trying to come back down here, trying to build the home team, trying to give something back to the to the club that, you know, allowed me to go and do that stuff. So there was the family aspect as well. I wanted to be closer to my family, spend some time with my family and friends, so to say. So that was another thing too. I mean, my my philosophy to football is that I go season by season. I really don't have any anything, uh, you know, regards to the future. I uh, enjoy playing it. I love the sport. So I think this was just a perfect opportunity to just come back here and contribute back. You've had a lot of experience. You've played at a real high level. So what sorts of skills and attributes are we going to see from you this season that, that are going to help the Wolverines contribute to be overall successful in the league this year? I like Finnish football and like except close, you know, group, close group of people. So like, I'm really, really like, you know, they're just another part of the family that I have here. Personally, what I would say that what I would try to do this year is, is just to bring out the leadership role. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I believe that I have as a player is to contribute to the being as a captain of the team, trying to get everyone on the same board and, you know, have that same kind of a mindset of what we're trying to achieve this year. That's something that we barely even discuss at this level is that, okay, what type of people and players you have, 
aside from the from the skills that they're going to pr- provide for the team, but also the leadership category. I think it has a huge influence on the on the performance of the team, and I I'm pretty sure that you know I'd be one of those people who who can actually fulfill that role and you know bring more to the table in a sense. Yeah, leadership's a big thing in every team, and and as you say, with your experience, you know that's going to help them tenfold. Definitely, I I completely agree with you. So, obviously. As it is every season, you know, winning the title is it's the important goal. It's the goal that we all strive for. Do you have any individual goals for yourself to make sure you do your part? Obviously, you've talked about the leadership and stuff, but what about individually on the field? So this season will be a whole different from any other season that I played. Uh, I sat down with Coach Mattingly, talked about the whole process and uh, place that I'll be, you know, playing. Of course, D line, but but this is the first year I'm actually, you know, going to the offensive side of the ball. Whoa. So I switched my yeah, switched my jersey number from 55. So that's what I played with my my uh, whole life or whole whole career. So I switched it to 98, so I can go and go get some balls. So we'll be I'll be I'll be uh, playing a little bit tight end. Uh, nice. Time, but uh, I want to test out the skills and see what I have. You know, because I mean, you do the same stuff year over and over. You know, it gets kind of boring. I mean, but I, I definitely wanted to, you know, test out my wings and see, like, you know, whether I could do the offensive side of the ball as well. Love that. It's all about being an all-round athlete. See, con- yeah, contributing yeah, yeah. to the team where you can. Yeah, that's great. We're going to talk a little bit defensively now. So in practice at the moment, is there anything you're working specifically in practice and defense that we maybe didn't see last season that you're going to try and implement this season? Yes. And there is a huge, huge deal we're trying to get after with, with pass rush wise. So uh, basically I'm a player coach for our, for our defensive line as well. So I oversee all the, the schemes and stuff that we're trying to implement, but more so we're trying to, you know, implement more of the individual skill sets and trying to develop those. Also, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time on YouTube and talking with different coaches like Coach Brandon Jordan and like Craig Crow. I mean, they've had developed some great, great tools and kits that, you know, a lot of coaches can implement in their own own coaching as well. So I've used those with our group, definitely seeing some improvements. There's a lot of hype about the Wolverines this year, you know, signed a lot of big names. I spoke to Coach Mattingly as well. He's still recruiting more players. And as you say, you're trying to recruit something on the pass rush side of things as well. You know, there's a lot of hype surrounding you guys. And, you know, you you may be one of the favorites to, to kind of go and win it all this year. Do you think that's a bit of a distraction for the team or are you just kind of putting it to the back? I think nobody even pays attention to it in our team. Uh, I mean, it's really, really, you know, self-centered team. We don't pay attention to the outside hype. I mean, obviously, uh, shout out to Jabari for dropping out the great iron. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nasers and all that, but it's it's funny funny thing to uh, actually follow from the from the perspective. So there is this um, webpage called Great Iron where you can go and read all these people just talking anonymously about, you know, teams and their coaching staff and players. So it's it's kind of entertainment in a sense, but you know we don't we don't take anything you know as a granted or like that would affect our perception on how we do things in our team. Uh, obviously, yeah, there is a huge hype going around of us signing players, but you know it's just the players that we need since you know we are missing some key players in a, in a certain position. So D line is fine. We're, we're getting after it now. We're bringing a few old linemen just to get more depth and you know some variation to the old line, so we're actually able to establish a reliable offense. Also, because I think that was one of the key areas or main issues that we had last year that we didn't have a sufficient offense. Good. Nice little insight there. So exactly that, you know, white noise, isn't it? I've, I've been around in a team environment before, you know, just leave the hype behind, just worry about yourselves and, you know, do your job. Great attitude to have. And um, so last question for me. So what is it about the Helsinki Wolverines as a team that convinces that you guys are legitimate contenders this season? What are you bringing? What's different about you? 
So if we go back in 2019, I mean, there was, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with all the nonsense that went out to it, but, you know, we had to fire our head coach due yep. to some, you know, thematic reasons and all that. And, you know, that was just a huge, huge break dealer in that sense. So ever since Mattingly took over the, the head coaching position, you know, it's been a gradual development going towards something. And I think this was the year that the general managers and the team leaders and everyone else wanted to, you know, emphasize that, hey, okay, it's, it's now or ever, like, let's, let's put everything under board you know, get everyone on the same page. Uh, there is some, there's been some great hirings for the assistant position coaching staff as well. So like we have everything set. So I think it's just a matter of getting to the start of the season, bringing all the building blocks together and see where we can take this boat. But uh, I would say that, you know, I, I definitely think we have one of the top contending teams, if not the best. It's just a matter of execution and, you know, you know, doing everything systematically and trying to prepare for each week. And go yeah. one It's not just about having those pieces of the puzzle that's putting them together as well, isn't it? And showing that on the field. So it's all well and good having all these guys, but you've still got to put that performance onto the field. Anything else from you that you want to say or put on the podcast? No, not much to say. I hope that uh, all the AFF podcast listeners have the access from the, uh, I think it's the AFI, right? So you're able to see the live streams through our, uh, from our games as well. Yeah, yeah. So obviously if you're in Finland, I think you have to go through Route 2, but everyone else should be able to see it through um, yeah. through streaming, so, the streaming platform, the AFI stuff. So yeah, that should be good. All right. So just lastly, just from me, thank you very much for taking time out um, of your studies. I know you're studying for your master's at the moment, you know, so thanks for taking the time out to have a chat with me and being on a podcast and, just best of luck for the upcoming season and I wish you all the best. I, I mean, I, as a, a neutral watcher, I can't wait for the season. I, I think it is wide open this year. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. So it's going to be great for the for the neutral watcher, definitely. Appreciate you bringing me, uh, bringing me in. I mean, this I, I love doing podcasts and like talking about football. It's, it's one of the things that I like to do outside of, you know, coaching and playing. Just get more insights and uh, knowledge of what people actually do in this sport. And I think it's, you know, one of the important factors that we keep it global trying to get different perspectives and, you know, stuff that is going on in different leagues. So I appreciate you. The last thing we want to talk about with the Wolverines is the obstacles. I kind of feel like we've kind of said the obstacles by saying what the keys of success is. Let's reiterate it again. What are some of the obstacles that this team will have to overcome? So the obstacles, as we said about the run game, what's their run game going to look like? They need an effective run game. It's all well and good having all these weapons, but teams will just sit back and cover four, cover three. They've got to have a run game to try and bring those backers up into the box to then hit you over the top. So it'll be interesting to see, can they overcome the lack of run game that they have had in the past? You know, they had the American, they said Breon Allen, but he got hurt. You know, they didn't really have anything else past him after he got hurt. The entire offensive philosophy. I think the offensive scheme, when talking about some other teams, especially in the Maple League, points, they're not at a premium. Teams are going to score. The running joke for years is the Big 12 out here. People are going to score. But that's really not the case with the Wolverines. In the past two seasons, their offense has not clicked. They've been able to have weapons. And even speaking last year when you had Breon Allen, a lot of things on the offense just didn't make sense. There was a time last year, it was crazy that Curtis Slater was lead receiver. Not yep. saying that he's not a great athlete, but that doesn't make sense. What is your philosophy? What is your scheme? What's your identity? They had no identity, did they? They had no that's, identity last That's year. two seasons in a row. Yep. Even the year when they made it to the Maple Bowl, they had no identity. They just had talent and were able to make a few plays here and there. Had to end up having Cedric Johnson play quarterback last year, which even then, it just didn't make sense. One of the big obstacles for this team is 
having an identity on the offensive side. Defensively, I feel like defense is easy. No offense to anybody that plays defense. Your job is to create chaos and slow down the offense. Having Ville Velasti and Maddenly as a defensive coordinator, that's easy money. You're going to be able to stop teams. You're going to be able to disrupt things. But once your team gets the ball, if you can't score, you're three and out, six and out, your defense is on the field too long. Eventually, the, the dam is going to burst. You've got to get that balance by having an offense that can move the ball and do some things well that you can rely on. I think that's another thing is just the consistency of it is that if you have all this talent and we've seen it with Jabari on multiple teams before, he can play on a good team, but if he doesn't have a system around him or consistent play calling of how this offense is going to work, He's not going to be as effective as you want him to be either. We had him as one of our MVP candidates last season. I really think he should have won it. Jabari made a compelling case by putting Porvo on his back. And you have the same caliber player. I think you put him with RJ Long. And I don't really care who the running back is. If they bring in a line, you should be fine. Yeah, But it does not matter what we see on paper, what we see on this roster. It does not matter if they cannot... One, you know, have that running game be a consistent threat. And then two, have some type of philosophy to the offense to be able to see some rhyme and reason for the play call and going forward. Is there anything else about this team that, you know, you think we should let people know about before we move on? Another player they signed as well as uh, Clinton Allen Jr. who played at the Cockpit Eagles last season as well. Ah. So another, we- another weapon for him as well, another receiver. And I think mm. recruitment-wise, looking at what they've got and what Americans they've got, and who counts as a U.S. player, they've got to go and sign a running back. I think they're going to sign a running back, and I think that might be one of the things that they're recruiting at the moment. Um, Coach Mattingly as well, I had a talk with him, and he said, just tell everyone that they're working and ready for September 10th. So I guess he knows where his mind's at and where he wants to be. I mean, if that's the case, man, that's the case. I won't be there. I'm not going to the Maple Bowl. I'm watching from the house. But, you know, if you're there, represent. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we get out of here, guys? Q, you got anything you want to say to the people out there? Uh, I'm just looking forward to the season, looking forward to some some great plays being made and seeing uh, what team is, is going to edge out at the front. First thing is for everyone to get their Rule 2 subscription to make sure they don't miss all the games so they know what we're talking about and just, yeah, just get on the season and get excited because, like Q said, it's going to be a good one. What about you, Chris? I just can't wait for the season. It, it's definitely one of those years. I think it is still open. I don't think it's all going to be Corpio. I think there's a few teams that are going to be in contention, and I can't wait to see uh, those matchups this year. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited for the season, man. Good luck to all the teams. If we say something you don't like, let us know. If we say something you do like, let us know. You know, we we enjoy, you know, when people tell us we're doing a good job as well as when we're doing it back. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to give us five stars as well. Anything less will let us know that you are a hater. You can also follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. We go. American Football in Finland.